It's the True Penny Show with your host James True Penny. Hello and welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny. This is my show today. We are back with Glate. It's our favourite wrestling promotion at two of our favourite buildings. We made a Sky Hall, a Sky Building Stellar Hall for version 63, Burn Your Heart, and we're at Tokyo FM Hall for version 60, sorry, that was version 62, this one's version 63, Burn Your Heart Tour. Uh, we've got some staggering main events to talk about, we have some staggering wrestling to talk about, and some exceptionally good storytelling to talk about, and there's only one man who can discuss in depth the Glitch Pro Wrestling with my good self, and that's Mr. Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, how are we doing, sir? Doing good, coming to you on a Saturday for us. Um... <laughs> so this is this is a fun one. Got you know between the, the shows that you know we had to watch for Glee and then other shows that are lined up today, uh, both respectively for James with New Japan and I guess myself in a place that should not be named. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot a lot of wrestling uh, to watch today. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I um I unfortunately am well fortunately I'm going to do a rehearsal uh, tomorrow night, so I I need to be in Leeds. Um, so I can't do our usual time slots. So thank you very much for coming on early for us. So these two shows were house shows. They weren't supposed to be anything particularly special, but there was some special stuff, as always, with Glade that went on in these particular shows. Um, when we start, like we said, this was on the 26th of October. It was in May, the Sky Building Stellar Hall. We opened with Fire Katsumi, tagging with Issei Onitsaka against Andy Wu and J.D. Lee. J.D. Lee's from Korea. He doesn't even have a cage match page. Bless him. He's that new. Andy Wu is a freelancer. He's been around for a while, 11 years. Taught by Kazayashi, El Pantera, Rayo Tahama, and Teyukiya. So that's that's a, that's a rare mix of legends there. Fire Katsumi uh, is a youngster from JTO, trained by Takemichi Noku. Um, and this was really good. What did you think of this one, Marcus? Yeah, you can always count on Glee for a solid opener. And for me, uh, like you said, this was really good. My introduction to, uh, you know, J.D. Lee and uh, uh, really, I mean, both, really both of them, Andy Wu and J.D. Lee and then, you know, Fakas only. So, um, but coming out of it, loved it. Uh, both teams I really dug. And um, I was saying to myself, like, we, you know, this, these could be two combinations that we, you know, could very much uh, get to see more of and should see more. Of. And, uh, you know, as, as we do when we do these double shows. We uh, have an idea starting out, and it usually delivers, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, I think this is the thing: is late has kind of become. I suppose it is the big. It's not the biggest indie promotion in in Japan, but it's kind of become a place where other indie companies can send people for extra matches, for seasoning, or for exposure. And because Glate has become such a kind of underground sensation in the last two years, it does them the world of good. And, you know, Japanese wrestling promotions do work together really well. It's as we've discovered, it's life's better when we all play together. And, you know, you get Hiromi Takahashi showing up in all Japan and Desperado getting John Moxley on his own shows in Tokyo. <laughs> Let's have a death match, John. It'll be fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, look, we, you know, uh, his, you know, not so um, good qualities aside, you know, look what Osprey has been doing with his, with his, what, what the summer Osprey, right? Yeah, exactly. He's been, been phenomenal, but it's stuff like that 
you know, guys like that, that, you know, a lot of fans' eyes who are just guaranteed every time he has a match, it's damn to guarantee five stars. He'll put eyes, uh, put fans' uh, eyes to a place that they never otherwise watch. And it, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's necessary because it's, you know, we're seeing a, a very interesting time in wrestling right now where a lot of different things are booming. not going to use that, that term boom period because it's been exhausted to death. But we are seeing a very, you know, uh, significant time right now in the world of wrestling where a lot of different things are, you know, putting out, the companies are putting out a lot of quality across the board, you know, whether it's overseas or, you know, even in the States in a lot of places. So, um, yeah, like you said, Kalita's become a hotbed, you know, not just for, you know, when they put on those MMA shows, just look at that. I mean, that's that's incredible when they do that. But, you know, they, they've kind of collected a couple semi-super cars this year that have been, you know, almost lost in translation if 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 not for you know guys like us and you know obviously the company itself putting that hustle behind the muscle to to get the word out but yeah it's just been it's been really cool to see a lot of these new names that just take you know what we know to a different level like they do i guess in aew when they bring those luchadors in is what they do uh and bleed when they bring these not so i guess well-known uh japanese stars that you always give extensive uh, knowledge of, but yeah, it's, uh, it's great to see. Indeed, and we have a we have a similar situation in our second match as Azusi Inaba makes her return to Gleet, going up against AOI of Diamond Egoist. This was a good back and forth matchup, and Inaba has been um, she's got some strong showings, but this was her strongest showing against, especially like a killer like AOI. So this was. An intriguing little matchup that moved the story of the women's division along. AOI is a J2O wrestler, so is Inaba. So they will have known each other quite well down the years. Well, yeah, Inaba's 15. When I say down the years, let's say year. AOI <laughs> <laughs> um, is 21. Um, she's been a pro now for two years um, and does carry herself exceptionally well. Um, Inaba has been a pro for less than a year. Um, and Ori has a cage match page, which will tell you how much she's worked this year, you know, and she's got a lot of presence about her for someone who's 15 years old. I have to say, she is a definite star of the future. What's your thoughts on this one, sir? Yeah, you know, um, Diamond Eagle is just, uh, again, they do not come to play. Um, it was cool to get introduced to, to Ms. Anaba uh, and Anaba, uh, but ultimately Ayo was, uh, it was her night. And uh, she dictated a lot of pace in that eight minutes or two seconds. Also, uh, Sousa got some some good offense in, uh, but Ayo was just she she kept control. And then while it did get a little hairy there at the end, she you know maintained control and got the win. And Diamond Eagle was all racking up a lot of wins. I don't know what's the official record. Um, kind of used these days to seeing uh, people's official win loss record consistently in some place like AEW. But it, it'll be cool to see something like that in Gleet because. Uh, Diamond Eagle is definitely up right now. They've won a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. The only match I can remember them losing was against that All Star Form and Tag Team. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only one. That was the only Tawi Kyrie and yeah, when they brought in the rings, I thought that was the only time that, that they've lost. But yeah, they've, they've, they've had a bit of a dominant run for sure. So next was Katara Suzuki. Journeyman wrestler, former member of Burning, the old Japan guy, Noah guy, general junior heavyweight legend going up against John Tonsho. 
who only lasted seven minutes and twelve seconds, which is understandable going up against a guy like Suzuki, who is just like he he's done so much in in the wrestling industry, and I like how he's not just stayed in one place and he's not outstayed his welcome. And he, he started off in Noah and then went to All Japan and then came back to Noah. And once he's had his run with Noah, he's gone off to Ganabre and done stuff with them, and now he's doing stuff with Glate. And he clearly is a man who knows his worth. And I think that's really intriguing to watch him go about his business and such a consummate professional wrestler. And he makes Junton show look like an absolute star in seven minutes and 12 seconds. And this was exactly what it needed to be. What did you think of this one, Marcus? Absolutely everything you said, uh, you made, you know, obviously, you know, I'm always be a fan of six seconds, even if it's not around anymore. And I always root for guys like Tom Show, who in Alps came and root for him here. But uh, yeah, man, he uh, almost got a, a early, early victory out of the gate, you know, early on. And uh, yeah, Kataro took that personally and never let him forget it. Um, never forget him. Seven minutes and twelve se- uh, seconds. He, like he said, he made him look like a star, but he also equally made him look like a victim. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he was not playing, and he, he got he got he got him in there, and he got him up out of there uh, uh, with prejudice. So yeah, yeah, it's it's the old um, oh um, oh, I can't remember. It was an old British wrestler in the sixties and the fifties, um, and. Joe Cornelius used to wrestle him a lot and he said he'd make you look like a million dollars for two rounds and then just murder you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't, I can't remember his name now. He's one of my favourite, like, he's one of the legends of British wrestling and um, oh, I'll, I'll find it in a bit. But yeah, I'm sure I've done those stories before, but he, yeah, because Suzuka's cut the same cloth. I'm going to make you look amazing, but I'm going to win anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> All right, then. So, where are we? yes, next was an intriguing little tag team matchup. Somewhat Nabe and Yuya Susumu lasted 10 minutes and 29 seconds about the Black Generation International at the Jackson Keiichi Sato. Um, Somewhat Nabe losing the fall to Hartley Jackson in what I can't, I must hesitate to call an O'Connor roll, and I, I would call an O'Connor squat, I think is the best way of putting it. I have asked him over Twitter to see if he will respond. He has not. Responded yes, as Hartley Jackson. But yeah, I would call that an O'Connor squat. He kind of like goes like you would do for an O'Connor roll, but instead of rolling over the back of the bridge, he just kind of sits down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really yeah. nice move. But a lot of um, sweet tag team action from Hartley Jackson and Katie Sato. This was really cool to watch. Um, there's a, they're kind of like, they've been building up Sato and Jackson as a kind of a, a, a good tag team. The black generation, the like the go-to tag team for Black Generation International, which pays yeah. off on the next card. Um, yeah. But this was a good example of how to do that really, really well. What did you think of this matchup? Speaking of tag teams earlier, that I like the combination of specifically uh, here, Watanabe and Yuya. I think a really you know solid squad. Obviously, like I said, it's just a long night. <laughs> Anytime you on on the other side of the ring with Jackson in any combination of Black Generation, but like you said, consistently they put him with Sato, and it's been working out. But you coined it perfectly. It was an O'Connor squat. <laughs> you know the, the 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 ball, a little swag from from legendary Jr. It, the 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 uh, the pinning combination was a little bowling shoe ugly, but it was effective. 
<laughs> and, and that's all Harley Jackson cares to be. It's effective, and that's what he's there for. He's a big man, you know. Um, all hits, no thrills, that kind of deal. So, yeah, yeah, he, he got it in there, and, and and it looks to looks to potentially be something he's gonna try to consistently incorporate in his matches, which. Uh, you know, it's going to be a completely cringe moment because it looks like he's going to try to get it from a lot of different uh, <laughs> angles, which, like I said, as as it ends up being a squat, it's, it's going to be interesting seeing him do that. So uh, I guess we have that to look forward to. Uh, hey, um, I will say this. Harley Jackson is a member of the Mighty Don't Kneel, even though he's not in New Japan Pro Wrestling for a minute. And who is the leader of the Mighty Don't Kneel? That will be Zack Sabre Jr. It's clearly filtering down. Just saying. <laughs> Yo, if we see him pull a Zack Sabre Jr. pin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Next up, we had an intriguing tag team match. Stronghearts, Al Lindemann and the current G-Rex champion, T-Hawk, going up against Kasuki Kadama and Masato Kamino. Masato Kamino getting pinfall over the champion T-Hawk in 10 minutes and 57 seconds. But this was really showcasing Kamino as a strong challenger to T-Hawk. A different kind of threat. Someone who's just big. And, you know, we're getting to see a bit more narrative to T-Hawk's championship reign now, which is really, really cool. Um, and he's kind of, T-Hawk's bringing that intensity, which he hasn't done in the in this championship reign before. The fact that Lindemann and Kadama had to calm down their respective tag team partners before they started to make this a bit more gentlemanly than it actually was before. Um, and then they went and had a wrestling match, and Camino takes the win over T-Hawk. Jan's family on the rise again. So, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. What did you think of this one, Marcus? It was a lot of fun, but I like the, I like this Camino-T-Hawk matchup. It's, it's a different kind of thing we've not seen in Glade before. Well, I'm right there with you. Uh, it, it, that's I, I think that's that's beginning to become the shine of, of T Hawk's reign. He's bringing out a lot of different uh, opponents that that we may have not even seen rise, you know, during the other two last champions reigns that are presenting him with unique challenges. Uh, like we said in his last his last title match, he escaped. Um, got the job done, but he you know he definitely escaped that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think my favorite thing about this whole thing is just the way that they've just so uh, consistently uh, been effectively booking Jan's family to where everybody's getting spotlight. You know, we, we've been talking about, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part this year, the rise of Kadama and, uh, and the consistency and the, the wins and just the great showcase that he's been having um, and really moving up as somebody that, that you know, consistently can, can be the man for uh, the family in terms of, you know, Showing out matches and getting wins, but now we got Camino. I mean, absolutely, you know, killing it with. I think he's finishing with a clothesline now. Mm. You know, we have always commented on the, the the heft and the thickness of a of a bulk orchestra, but you know, Jan's family got some big fellas there too. And uh, Camino is, is is really stepping out, proving that he, you know, not somebody that's going to be left in the background and stepping up to T Hawk. That's immediate business to stand on. So. Um, very much looking forward to that. Had a, a hell of a showcase Camino did uh, across both these calls. So very much looking forward to the potentiality of what we saw here. Absolutely. He's proving to be the hottest ticket in the company at the moment. So we'll see where it goes from there. Next up, 
What's your usual bit of fun to round out the evening before we got to the serious business? Kazayashi, Minoru Tanaka, Tobiaki Honma and Yuisuke defeated Volk Orchestra's Chechimitani, Kazuma Sakamata, Ryuchi Kawakami, and the special guest, Magnitude Kishiwada. <laughs> he was always a lot of fun. Um, this this was all right. It was fine. It, 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 it was a Honma match, so it was all about headbutts that were going to fail. So that's, that's really all it was. And... That was the entire story of the matches. Try and land a Kakeshi headbutt, and there was failure left, right, and center. But there you go. It happened. I, 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 I still love watching Shimitani, Sakamoto, and Kawakami just rage through opposition, and this was cool to watch that. They had a much better show of it the following night, though. <laughs> so this was fun. What did you think of this one, Marcus? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm starting to wonder like how that, how this would have went if uh, no shot at him, but you know if they had replaced Hama with somebody else, because <laughs> because Kaz and, and and Tanaka they just they just so you know grizzled and veteran and they they, they just got such a uh, a chemistry with each other and they really you know even with just the two of them they really be going to task and take I mean taking people to task and going to town. Um, and, and uh, you know, obviously, you you know, very exuberant and excited to put in some work, and he did. Uh, but like you said, when it comes down to that that doggone head, but when you miss it as a collective, <laughs> shout out the bulk. They always with the theatrics, love it. Um, but yeah, like I like I said, it's it's always a long night with the with the orchestra. But the fact that they got the win proves that that was effective, and some you know, definitely effective because it's you know. Orchestra just don't go on like these huge losing streaks at all. Certainly not with, you know, uh, this squad. But um, you know, obviously Kyle Common notwithstanding, uh, at times. But um, yeah, it was like you said, it was a standard good affair. But for the most part, it did come down to the head, but the attic, So, you know, I guess we can blame Magnitude Kishiwada for being causing all the problems and unbalancing the team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, main event was a four-way match ostensibly to pick a number one contender to the GRX Championship. It featured Tetsuya Yuzuchi, Takamiro Ito, Keito Ishida, Hayato Tamura, which Tamura won in 14 minutes and 51 seconds. As you know, these matches aren't my thing. But this was a barnstormer because there was an awful lot of passion and heat, especially between Izuchi and Ishida, who don't like one another, but Izuchi has come on leaps and bounds in the last 12 months. I will have to ask how you feel about the, the asymmetric mullet that Izuchi is currently sporting. Um, Takanori Ito, um, someone kicked out the, the Avalanche German. Ooh, that, that, was, that was a moment, I have to say. And Hayato Tamura, absolutely on fire in this match. There was an incredible performance from all four wrestlers. Started off kind of gentlemanly, ended up in the crowd. And then go it back to the ring for a tomorrow victory. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Because this one tore the house down. Oh, this was great. And, and again, even though we don't always uh, have the highest regard for the like the overly theatrical stuff, last match was solid. But Glee does this great thing of like, okay, we gonna finish with a banger. We gonna give them a little taste of some, you know, a little Jello before that, because you know last last bout will be a bit, a bit of a full course, and this. This is exactly what this was. You talked about earlier how, you know, you got, you know, high quality action in store. And I think this, you know, this match had a lot of that because while it was a four way and, and kudos to Glee for giving us this, I always appreciate these. I think these type of matches more than you. Uh, 
it is something we rarely see. Uh, but but like I said, I think it was necessary in painting that picture, particularly uh, towards the G Rex Championship, because what like I said, while this was a four way, it did seem like it broke down into two separate matches. Like Tetsuya uh, mm. wanted all the smoke with Kaito, and 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 Aito and and uh, <laughs> Ito just decided they were gonna have a hoss off. Um, and it was great both ways, you know. Obviously, like I said, it was four ways, so everybody got their business in. And like you said, it was you know kicking out of that avalanche German is a, is a deal. But yeah, you just you gotta just appreciate all four of these men. Uh, I very much would like to see these matches, these uh, two single matches back to back on the card to just close out with two bangers. But uh, yeah, I mean tomorrow is, and obviously you never wanna. Um, kind of single out this one person because the vocal orchestra is just so so strong as as a unit but I, you know i think tomorrow is is proven to be the stud of the group like the fact that he came came off that that amazing title tag team title run and is effectively and consistently specifically this year going into like look i can i can be that guy and he, he showed it here and it was great and i think he's also closing things out with you know a thick arm clothesline which is cool to see so yeah he's uh he's definitely going to be a problem on the horizon for uh for our boy okay then okay. we'll move on to our next card which was uh version 63 burn your heart we were in tokyo fm hall um Yan's family, Misato Kamino, Tanakanori Ito, Yusuke Kidama, and their latest recruit stroke kidnap victim. You know, Yumehiti Inabare, sorry, Iminari, uh, tagged together to defeat Jun Tonsho, Kazayashi, Minoru Tanaka, and Tomiyaka Honma in nine minutes and seven seconds. It, it, the, the usual kind of level of hilarity that you would hear in this particular kind of opening match. With Jan's family doing Jan's family things, um, but it was fun. It was just fun. That's the whole thing. It was just fun. Yeah. That was kind of where you were going with this. It wasn't particularly. There was business after this match because there was an in, there was a, an interruption which we'll talk about shortly. But um, yeah, this was this was alright. It was nothing nothing terrible. What did you think, Marcus? Solid stuff. Good stuff. Again, you know, showing that that you know uh, consistency in the in the. Uh, the role that Jan's fantasy seemed to be on, I think Camino got to win again. Um, like I was talking about on the last card, and you know, it's like I said, it's going strength for strength, looking good. Um, my boy Tan show with, with Kaz and, and, and Tanaka, that's a hell of a trio. It could have been a hell of a four, but we had him in there. <laughs> but uh, like I said, no knocking him, but he just he brings a level of sometimes unbalanced. Um, um, but uh, yeah, like. <laughs> He's not been the same since the broken neck, let's be honest. And I'm not sure he's that safe. I think this is why he gets farmed out to the Indies. I think New Japan don't want to let him go because they'd be seen as bad as like letting go an injured wrestler. But equally, I'm not convinced he's that safe. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. That's kind of a nervous laugh and the hope that nobody gets hurt is kind of a nervous laugh. But yeah, he it, it doesn't do anything particularly dangerous anymore. And, you know, He's never going to have a big room with anyone anymore. So, yeah. You know. Anywho, it's, it is what it is. After the match, um, a young man called Takora Nikki, who is the current 2AW um, heavyweight champion, uh, openweight champion, I should say, 
came down to make a challenge towards Kaz Hayashi, and Kaz Hayashi gladly accepted. Now, for those of you who don't know what TAW is, you probably do know it under its previous name. It was previously named K-Dojo or Kaintai Dojo, and was founded by Otaku Michinoku back in his return from Japan in 2002. So the company is about 20 years old. However, you may remember back in 2018 or so, um, uh, one Takamichi Noku had, um, you know, a massive, um, what's the word? Oh, well, eight year long affair. And it was a massive um, uh, scandal in Japanese wrestling. As a result of that, he was dropped from New Japan shows and was also fired from K-Dojo, the company he owned. They fired him um, and was essentially given a year off without pay. So he went and founded J2O by himself um, after a while. And now he's obviously back with New Japan Wrestling as part of, class of uh, Just Five Guys, kind of doing his penance, if you will. Um, and so TAW kind of came out of the ashes of K-Dojo. Um, and it, it, I would say I don't speak Japanese, but I think the general gist of this was um, young Mickey is trying to build some momentum for his young company and a big name championship match with someone who is new to 2AW, like for instance Kazayashi, would be put some prestige on that championship belt, which is a fair thing to say, wouldn't you agree, Marcus? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see how that develops. So I think it's more likely to be on a 2AW show than on a Glade show, but we shall see. I mean, never know. Uh, we have the All Japan Junior Heavyweight Wars Champion on these shows because um, El Lindemann is the current AJ, All Japan Junior Heavyweight World Champion. So we'll see. Next up, we have the G Infinity Number One Contender Tournament semi-final matches. There was four teams in this particular tournament: Wild Orchestra's Kazuma Sakamoto and Quiet Storm, Tetsuya Yuzuki and Yuiska. Black Generations, Hartley Jackson, Keiichi Sato, and so what now being Yu Yu Susumu. Um, so those were the four teams in the tournament, and we opened with Borg Orchestra defeating Izuchi and Iska in 9 minutes and 17 seconds. This was kind of interesting, shooters versus big lads <laughs> kind of deal. Or what in Quiet Storm's face, Lucha Big Lad. Sakamoto's fairly Lucha these days as well, isn't he? So yeah, Lucha Big Lads versus the shooters. Uh, unfortunately, the shooters didn't win. Now, they put in a really good performance. This was a bit of a barn burner. I enjoyed this an awful lot. What did you think of this one, Marcus? Loved it, Doug. Because um, the, the former uh, consistent team was was uh, Yamura and, and, and Shimatani, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I appreciate, like I said, their, uh, the fact that we got Yamura, you know, uh, looking to have a singles running, and the fact that, like I said, the, the vocal orchestra is so solid. That they're basically formulating another team within the faction to go after the titles. Um, it's it's just great, and it's a and it's another quality combination. It's kind of like the psycho combination, if you will, with Sakamoto and Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm is a, is uh, true true to his name, a storm in himself. But you know, I had Sakamoto in there, and that that wild cardness, if you will, and that's a lethal combination. And against somebody like Tetsuya and you, who you know, really throw you off balance, not only with some, you know, high-flying stuff, but like, to your point, more so with the technical stuff, it creates a unique combination. So this was a real solid 9 minutes and 17 seconds. But again, you in for a long night. Any combination book orchestra. You know, you and, and uh, Tetsuya put the work in, but, you know, they was just uh, kind of out of luck here. You know, like I said, book orchestra kind of run 
run a consistent scheme, and it 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 it, it won out here. Yeah. yeah. So the next semi-final match, Black Generation International, Hartley Jackson and Kiyuchi Sito defeated Sobo Watanabe and Yuyu Susuma in a rematch from the previous card. This time it only lasted seven minutes and 56 seconds. Um, I think it lasted like nine minutes in the last one. Was it the last time? They figured out how to beat him quicker. There you go. Yeah, 10 minutes and 29 seconds. So uh, yeah, they they didn't take they took much less time to beat them. <laughs> but Sato and Jackson looked like a mean tag team. Yeah, you got the you got the you know the big man and and, and the smaller man, you know, kinda of put coming in putting in that work uh hardly is the you know the the door and the and the, the muscle and all that and, and Sato coming there and you know with the uh, speed and agility and the you know high flying and the kicks and all that and it, it creates a much like well, Crestus combination, another lethal combination for, for uh, BGI. And uh, Soma and Yuya are good. And I, I feel like we're going we gonna to get some good stuff for them. But just right now, you know, this particular combination is not one that's easy to overcome, um, which is great talking about these particular two uh, winners because we've been calling for a, a solid... Uh, squad that that could knock off the champion so this is uh this is this is bringing up uh some good potentialities down the line for sure it was a good showcase for tag team wrestling in general in this tournament not just for the winners yeah next up we had a singles match Kitoro suzuki went in a very businessman-like demolition of jd lee in five minutes and ten seconds jd lee like we said, a Korean youngster out on excursion, but he's getting an awful lot of experience from some very good professional wrestlers. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Um, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but he tapped him out here, right? Yeah, yeah. Tapped him out here, pulled, pulled my young man screaming. Uh, hog style. <laughs> yeah, it was hog style. I'm like, yo, yo, Suzuki just came up here like, look, I ain't getting paid about an hour. It really ain't getting paid about a minute. So I'm going to send this young boy home. Was something to think about. Got him in there, got him up out of there. Uh, Suzuki is all business, both cards. Absolutely. I'm wondering if they're building him up to something big because he's had a lot of singles matches on these last couple of cards. Because he'd be an interesting bogey for T-Hook because, again, he's something that no, no one's seen in Glate as that style of kind of... He's not an aerial junior guy, is he? He's a pretty kind of ground and pound junior guy, very much in the kind of mold of his mentors in Kenta Kibashi and Akiyama. So he's just a small version of Akiyama, really. Which, uh, <laughs> which is interesting you bring that up. Would you would you send him after the uh, UWF as well for that particular style? No, he's, he's a bit too much of a straight up and down wrestler. I would just kind of like... Kind of like, I would I would send him at T-Hawk and just kind of like portray him as what he is, his cold high killer. Gotcha. And if Sato like didn't mind stepping aside to push Suzuki forward, which I don't think he would in the story, that would make sense. Then you know, or at least a softening up T Hawk for Sato in Black Generation International. I think that would be oh, good that's, follow. That's that's into real quick. Is Flamita still out? Uh, as far as I know, yes. I've okay. not heard anything about him coming back online at the moment, so we'll have to see. I'm afraid. Because thinking about it, that'll be if he came back in a real strong. That'll be a, a good kind of three way battle for the, like you said, for the crown in BGI. You know, because mm. all of those guys are aggressive, different styles, and for me, it's just a you know, it's a unique beast in himself. But that that'll be interesting because uh, like we we did kind of see the handoff 
in the, in the last time we talked about a, a, did a number of these calls, but you know, I think for me, there's another one that you line him up probably is also somebody that you could send that, that T-Hawk and, and provide a, a, a different challenge for him. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll have to see how how the white generation international because they've kind of gone a bit cold at the moment. Obviously, the big the big story they've told is kind of like they've become part of the the fabric of Glade now, so that they're they're home now. So it's kind yeah. of like that released some of the tension. So and part of this card was about building tension specifically with the Shida and White Generation International. So we'll see how things go. Next up was an interesting match. Not necessarily for the content of the match, which was very good, because it's El Lindemann, T-Hawk, and Junjay going up against Borko, because you're Chechen, Tani, Hayek, Tamora, and Rachi Kawakami. But what was really interesting was that Junji got his first pinfall victory in late over Czech Shimitani, a former tag team champion and general stalwart of Glate. So I was really intrigued by that. They've they definitely see something in this young man. I can't understand. I can't understand why you wouldn't, because he's got all of everything he needs. He's got presence. He's got the look. He's got the moves. He's got something going on, uh, and I'm intrigued by it. What did you think of this one, Marcus? Yeah, same solid. It's going to be hard to find this combination on any card and I get a solid match. Um, yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing Junior get that win because, you know, he's really been like a, a unique and consistent revelation across, you know, anytime he's been put in any situation, he's always shown up and showed up. Even in a situation where, you know, he seemingly, it was all cons for him. Like, but, you know, real hard. I mean, anybody that, that just steps up to somebody like Harley Jackson, uh, with, with no hold back at all in him, uh, like I said, even up against a, a monster like that and just go all out, uh, you know, somebody that you look out for. And like I said, looking at bulk and the momentum that they, they are consistent to build. Getting a win over them is not is not something to shake a stick at, particularly, you know, pending, you know, Shimatani because, you know, Kawakami was in his match. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's 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 great. And like you said, it'd be interesting to seeing how they, you know, elevate him throughout the card. You know. Yeah, for sure. We'll see where things come forward. Next up was a war of attrition. <laughs> is the best way to describe this. Michiko and Unagi Sayakai had a singles match. It went for 15 minutes in a time limit draw. Arguably, why is it only 15 minutes long? We could watch these two batter each other for half an hour and I think we'd all be more happy. I need to bother with last two matches. Um, it wasn't pretty. It's not a classic wrestling match by any stretch of the imagination, but it was telling the story of how Michiko is willing to go to places that she would never have gone to before to beat people in the most violent way she possibly can, um, including through a table with a pile driver. Um, it would have been nice if the, if the table had broken. Because, <laughs> yeah, this did remind me an awful lot of the LCM, because Mima Shimoda used to start each match with a pile driver through a table. <laughs> start as you mean to go on. <laughs> and uh, Michiko did try and put uh, Inagi through a table with uh, the pile driver to kick things off. Or she got delayed, but she would not be denied. And they beat the snot out of each other for 15 minutes. Michiko kind of showing an awful lot of dominance in this match, but not getting the job done. Or was she dragging it out to 15 minutes to ensure that Saeki had to have a beating? There's a psychological question for you to answer, Marcus. 
Yeah, I mean this was this was great in the sense of the word, but I, I was getting worried there, particularly on that 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 table spot because Ichigo was was bambying on that table. Um, if, if you are a professional wrestler, here's the thing to do: is not to put the table on the mats at ringside because that's not a solid foundation for them to be on. Yeah, to jiggle. Yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely a little bambi on ice, and I was worried for a second there. Because we've had we had we've had a couple of, you know it's been rare but I had a few scared moments uh, in in Glee, um, and yes. it was get to, yes. yeah and that was get to the point I was kind of getting worried for Nagi because you know she was clearly intent on keeping putting on putting poor girl on the head and she you know she kind of had that that never say die attitude and I was like it ain't no shame and just <laughs> let yourself go home because this girl is on a completely different mindset right now I mean she got teammates that you know are as lethal as they are elegant with dance moves um so you know i, I but I, you know to your point the great thing about this match has been the, the building story because she you know united's been trying to put together these super teams to, to take down diamond egoist and and she's only been able to pull it off once and obviously like you said they had the ringer and and Kyrie. and i would i would, po- I would point out sorry to interrupt no no go ahead that was the day she was off on American tour. Oh, yes. Yeah, so she wasn't involved in that matchup, and it just kind of showed that, hey, you know, um, maybe they don't need her. This is the issue. Maybe we've not got the right buy with this particular superstar. You know, it's, it's, it's really the kind of, it's a nice little bit of a story to tell in the sense of, you know, she normally tag, she's normally tagging with Hosokawa, while Hosokawa can win when she's partnered with other people, which she can't win when she's partnered with Sayaki. So that's an interesting wrinkle in the story. I'm just putting that out. Sorry to interrupt, Karen. Yeah, no, like I said, but she, you know, even with that, and I'm glad you brought that back up because I completely forgot about that. Uh, so thank you. But yeah, she's definitely been trying to lead the charge against this uh, this deadly faction. And, and I feel like it's all been building because I'm, I'm like, okay, we, we've seen... A lot of these tag situations just kind of needs to come down to her and Michiko because you've been seeing Unagi get very frustrated. Um, and so much of those tag matches have seen, the ones she's also been in, been interactions between her and Michiko. So it really has been building to this match. And the fact that they did a time limit draw is just showing you they're continuing to tell that story. Now, hopefully, you know, we get this ran back, of course. Because, um, like you said, for us, they can, you know, if you're going to have them do a rematch, obviously. Add another 15 minutes, make it an even 30, and, uh, and and let these girls go and see if Unagi can finally overcome that storm, maybe on the individual level. So, you know, this is this is a lot of meat still left on this bone. Uh, obviously, a lot of respect between these two. I'm just glad Unagi was up and, and moving because she almost got dropped on the head again uh, yeah. as things were closing out. So um, I'm very looking forward to seeing how they close that chapter. But again, you know, whether it's in... in you know, team dynamic or and single, these these two always deliver. So, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we had the concluding match, the final for the Gene Finching Award contendership, which pitted Bulk Orchestra, Kazuma Sakamoto, and Quirk Storm against Black Generation International, Hartley Jackson, Keiichi Sato. There was a nice bit of business in this match because Ishka and Izuki had gone after Quiet Storm's arm because obviously they are both finishers used the cross arm bar as their finisher. So they were going after Quiet Storm's arm. Storm was taped up. So you had the interesting 
the interesting kind of dynamic of Sakamoto and Storm as the underdogs going up against Hartley Jackson and Rikichi Sato. Someone had to be a babyface, I guess, didn't they, really? 11 minutes and 16 seconds of an absolute thrill, though. This was an awful lot of fun to go to go back and forth. Sakamoto and Quiet Storm take the victory, and we'll go on together. And then Sato, brothers from all Japan, somewhere down the line. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Again, appreciate it. Loved it. You know, both all these G Infinity matches. And uh, yeah, this one, it, it, like I said, it's, it's just cool to see, you know, both orchestra kind of, you know, potentially heading back towards being at the top of the mountain, if you will, back in Glee, you know. Um, but that's where we were when this, all, this whole thing started for us. And then, you know, obviously, you know, they was kind of leading the charge of being, you know, that faction. So I feel like, you know, like I said, tomorrow, Potentially, you know, going towards the G-Rex and then, you know, now Sakamoto and, and Storm with the Infinity down the line. I mean, the, the potentiality for us to, to maybe see, you know, all all gold back in, in the orchestra is uh, kind of tantalizing in a way. You know, and like you said, we're seeing some interesting stuff with Black Generation, but they're kind of potentially in limbo because, like you said, the, the integration is almost... I mean, pretty much complete at this point that they're, they're instead of, you know, being above or taking over, they're just a part of it now. So um, they, they're going to have to redefine that within themselves. But, yeah, um, it's nice to see we got some another set of challenges and Gleet, uh, you know, Gleet, uh, big wigs, if you're listening, hopefully you are. Uh, <laughs> not a bad combination to finally pull that trigger with new champs. Just saying. It would be nice. <laughs> Yes, yeah. it would be lovely. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how that how that would develop though. But I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. Um, where are we? Main event time, aren't we? We are at Keitu Ishida and Issei Onitskaya in a singles match, um, essentially over friendship and. Um, the ongoing story we mentioned last month uh, after a, um, an, an interview we talked about the long history that these two had in Dragon Gate um, and the history they've had in Glade since they came down and it was kind of interesting that Katara Suzuki was there for Kate Keita Ishida from, from Black Generation International and the guys from Yan's family came down from Osaka. Okay. Boy, it was very much um, a personal thing between Onitsaka and Ishida. Because Onitsaka hasn't been portrayed at Ishida's level. You know, Ishida's a former G-Rex champion. He's he's the leader of ace of a faction. He's the guy. And Onitsaka has been a member of Strong Hearts, or is a member of Strong Hearts. He's a member of Shan's family. He's been the comedy aside guy. And this was a different phase for his career and this was a different style of match and he showed that he could live in this kind of environment which is really really cool to see because it we, he is a great wrestler but that's not the best way of using him as we've probably discovered to be honest with you um but the actual like way that this championship is run this way that that um uh the way that this is um been laid out it's a great story to tell and Onitsaka has been really really good at it and it, he's got the perfect role in Ishida because it's kind of like the perfect good guy versus the perfect bad guy and therefore that's going to make a great event and the fact that Nigel would back down made everything flow 
what's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Because this was absolutely excellent. No, this was brilliant. Everything you said, I mean, you know, like you said, ultimate good guy versus ultimate bad guy. And I think, again, to your points, again, showing the brilliance of what's become of Jan's family. Because, like, I don't think either one of us knew what, what was going on when it first started. I'm like, are they just their merch faction? Or, you know, uh, you know, we were kind of scratching our heads trying to figure it out what it's evolved into, you know, taking guys like Kadama and, and Anaskaya. And, and really taking away, kind of brushing off that, that comedic thing and really really turning them in, into guys that can absolutely go and knock off a, a lot of people, not only together, but alone. And, you know, I think it's only by the fact that Keito has been so battle-tested, particularly as a champion and, and as uh, a part of Black Generation and, and be put in so many high-pressure situations that he beat on the sky because it, it was close. You know, honest guy, good. You know, uh, gave as good as he got, and 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 seeing the support of, of you know that that great support of Jan's family as that faction is you know just like I said, just continuing to grow, going strength for strength. It, it was great to see. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised in the near future if we see this match again and we see the uh the results reversed. You know, like I said, he came that close and he said it's that good. Um. But, you know, I think that's the great thing that Glee's doing, showing so many of these guys like Issei uh, and, and, and June and, and, and Tetsuya and other guys. Like, these are the next guys up, but, but just not yet. You know, but you can you can tell they're going to pull the trigger. And when they do, it's going to be a big deal. But, you know, particularly with Jan's family, because like I said, they they got a great, you know, lead ahead and, and, and uh, Ito, but it doesn't necessarily always, you know, feel like it's just the one guy to focus on. Like I say, everybody's everybody's eating off full plates, you know. <laughs> I like that. That's a really good way of putting it. So our next show will be at uh, looking at the list. It's the twenty third of November. Not that far away. It's only seventeen days ago, and it's going to be a tournament for number one contendership to um, the Uf, UWF Lidette Championship, which is currently held by, he says, scrolling to the bottom of the page because I can't remember his name, <laughs> Hayati Fujita of Michinoku Pro Wrestling. Um, and in that tournament will be um, the former champion, um, Ito, Iska, Soma Watanabe, and Izuchiki. So that should be an interesting little four-way tournament. Um, and it's been interesting, especially with Izuchi, who's not been doing too much. He's done lots of MMA, but he's not been doing shoot-style wrestling. So that's been, that has been intriguing for, for sure. So what do you think of the UWF Lidette show coming up? No, I'm very, you know, I'm, you know, I love the UWF of, of it all, you know, uh, particularly when they line things up the way they, what do they do with these challenges that they bring in both home and abroad. So, you know, uh, and they got a hell of a guy to knock off, you know. So um, I appreciate the fact that we're clearly, you know, much like, you know, uh, I've been appreciating a lot about um, Impact. Uh, you know, they've been keeping the title scenes consistently uh, competitive. And I think they've done that here, obviously. T-Hawk uh, is going to be pretty busy. Um, G-Infinity is, is going out. And now we got the, you know, the UFW tournament, which is 
it's almost kind of made for that, you know, for, for the contenders to kind of go through these kind of tournaments because you, you want to see who can really be lined up to, to take somebody out, you know, because the great thing about the UWF concept, even the strongest of people can be knocked off instantly. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right then, we're going to have to call it here for today for the True Penny Show. We hope you've enjoyed our late coverage as much as we enjoy watching it because it's still our favorite promotion. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, where can we find you on the internet today? Or yeah. generally, not just today. I mean, normally, wherever you are, we're available. Yeah, of course, yes. Whatever X is this week, you can find me on there at Paradoxia. That's P-A-R-A-D-O-X-K-I-D. Did you, did you hear what happened in the UK this week? Oh, I didn't. Please enlighten me. Uh, Rishi Sunak, our current prime minister, um, had a meeting about AI and invited Elon Musk to go and talk about it. And there was a large meeting where essentially they said, AI is terrifying, could destroy the world. But we're not going to put any rules in place because we want people to come and do AI work here. Because <laughs> our current prime minister is fairly useless. Um, but Elon basically like said that there'll be talking robots take over the world. Well, die in a safe way, it'll be fine. We will no longer be working. Any of us will ever have any jobs ever again because of AI. No, oh, that's that's great. We're, we're literally intentionally, intentionally trying to go towards our robot. That's great. That's, yes. That's, <laughs> God. Yes. Um, Richie Sunak this week also um, not didn't do well um, out of the COVID inquiry that we're currently having in the country, um, where it was revealed that his name around the cabinet office was Dr. Death. So that that that's that's going along swimmingly for our current prime minister. Elections next year, by the way, everybody. <laughs> Just want to get you get that out there. Elections in twelve months time, or be or sooner, because of the archaic system we currently run in the UK. Anywho, thank you very much for listening to us today. You can find me at Sheriff Limestar on Twitter. You can find uh, me on Instagram, Sheriff Limestar TX. You can find the show Troopney Show on Twitter and on Instagram, and the Troopney Show on Patreon and Facebook. We're also on Discord, Troopney Show podcast. Um, I have a Mastodon account. You can go sign me there on Troopney Show. Um, Sheriff Limestar as well. We will be back um, next week uh, where we, we haven't really decided what we're talking about yet. We, we will keep it as a surprise for you. And me and Marcus are going to go do a Today App show. And if you want to find out what happened in the best of, sorry, Super Junior Tag Leagues shows over the last two weeks, there is a full place list of Super Junior Tag League Today App shows that I did. Um, and you can catch up on everything that happened in Super Juniors because it was a really cool tournament and I really enjoyed watching it. It was one of the best Today Out series we've done because it was so much fun. I happened to be off for most of it, so I didn't actually have to do double up shows. I did one double up show where I didn't have time to record, so I got to see everything that I wanted to see and it was really, really cool. So me and Marcus will go do that. Have a lovely week and I'll speak to you next week. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.